who drives that? Is that a, is that something that, that the two of you drive, the, the policy and the, the, the lobbying your representatives, or is that something that, that needs to be driven down to an installer level or a, a CIA affiliate level or where did that come from? Is it a grassroots effort? Or sure, well, I'll let Ron talk about I mean, just to clarify, SEPA doesn't do any lobbying. So we do do policy. Uh, we do do lobbying. And, uh, you know, we live and breathe it. And, yeah. and that's what our research team is focused on, our communications team. Uh, we've got a state affairs group. We've got a federal affairs group. And even our federal affairs is focused on congressional as well as, uh, as, well as the executive branch. Um, so we, we you know, spend a huge amount of time on this. Uh, in our opinion, the entire business model of solar is built around policy. So if you're not putting all your resources into it, then um, uh, you're not going to grow the industry. So how we develop our policy positions is, is, is pretty sophisticated in the sense of it's bottoms up. We have, uh, we have a lot of different working groups and committees. Our tax working group, for example, is made up of, of maybe 20, 25 people. Uh, easily with the top 10 tax attorneys in the country who are members of SIA, all bringing ideas and suggestions about how to improve the tax code. Same thing for finance, uh, same thing for siting and permitting, same thing for you know, a wide variety of various issues. So the recommendations come from these working groups and the divisions. Uh, they go up through um, uh, basically the, the various committees that are above them and eventually to the policy committee. We have a policy summit in the fall where we go through, uh, and we will have actually previously ranked them with a survey of all the members of the policy committee, and then we sit down and we decide what are the, what are the best opportunities that are going to have the biggest impact this next year. So, you know, if we were to say, oh, let's look at a, you know, cap-and-trade program, really important in the long run, but no chance of getting passed in this Congress, do we really want to put resources into it? The answer is no. So we come up with kind of what our roadmap is for this next year. Uh, that takes place usually in September, and then when we make our decisions as to both state and federal policy priorities, we then develop our budget, which is improved in December, and we, you know, probably started working on them even before then. <laughs> and, and so, uh, so that's that, that's how we uh, decide it. Uh, we then have, from an implementation perspective, uh, again, we have a state affairs team with separate committees for each state that we're active in. Uh, we then also have 16 affiliate chapters of SIA at the state level uh, that we work in close coordination with. Uh, in some cases, we're not working in those states that particular year, and they're carrying the water. In other cases, we're all kind of focused on that state. Uh, at the federal level, we have a federal affairs committee that does the implementation. There's about 35 companies who either have Washington offices or Washington representation or, or frankly, just you know want to be engaged at that level. Um, and so we have a pretty good, uh, let's just say, team at the federal level. Uh, we then have a political action committee, um, a PAC, that we use to support those who support us. And we have state PAC committees as well as federal PAC. Um, we're small, uh, you know, as, as an industry. Just to give you a perspective, we, ha we have more people working in the solar industry than the coal industry or in the steel industry, yet our PACs are uh, about one-tenth of what their size are on an annual basis. So it's, you know, we really need to create this culture of giving in this industry in order, frankly, for us to be able to... Uh, uh, you know, to support those. But when you put all of those pieces together, you know, from a policy perspective, we're approaching it in, a, in a, I think, a pretty sophisticated way in employing research and communications and obviously direct lobbying uh, with companies. And, and grassroots is a big part of that. You know, you asked about it. it. We try to get our member companies involved. It's absolutely critical that they lobby their congressmen when they're home in their districts. Who are the top five, three to five solar champions in Congress right now? Well, you know, it depends <laughs> on, on, which, on which committees, right? You know, it, 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 it's one thing to have 
good, strong solar supporters, but they're not on the right committees. They can't really help you too much. Right. Um, uh, so we break our issues down into, obviously, specific subjects. So on the Finance Committee or the Ways and Means Committee, we have a number of different supporters. Mike Thompson out of California, for example, um, uh, in the Ways and Means Committee. On the Senate Finance Committee, we have a host of supporters, but probably Maria Cantwell, Senator Cantwell from Washington State, uh, is our is our strongest. Uh, Senator Boxer and Feinstein, Boxer on EPW, um, uh, you know, extremely important. Uh, in the Energy Committee, um, you know, it's it's the Udalls, it's Senator Wyden. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going through the Democrats. We have the same thing on the Republican side, strong support, on, uh, you know, from Republicans. Uh, the House is where it's really a little bit more tricky, uh, simply because I think under the leadership of, of uh, Speaker Boehner, uh, he's had a very fractured Republican Party. He's tried to uh, wrangle together, which has been, I think, complicated for him. Um, but you know, some of the clean energy issues became political issues going into the 2012 election, and uh, and Solyndra clearly was was the nexus for that, which made it very difficult for us to be moving legislation forward in the House. I think that's probably going to still be the case in some areas. And and you know, if you step back and say, okay, fundamental tax reform is something that. Um, Dave Camp, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, also one of our champions, wants to promote, well, we're going to spend a lot of time just defending the ITC, making sure that stays in place through 2016 and then, our, you know, kind of our long-term strategy. And that's a matter of us making sure we're in his state, in his district, and working closely with his, his staff. But the bottom line is, you know, we're not an issue, we're an industry, and so we really focus on having bipartisan support, and so far we've been able to get So we sit here in chilly Philadelphia for PV America. And we're looking forward to October. So the the question is, yeah, talk to me about what the what the plan is for Chicago. Where are we going to be? What's what's the theme for for Chicago for SPI twenty? Yeah, you know, there, there's a couple of exciting things I think that are worth talking about. One is we've been spending a lot of time already with the local, with local and regional renewable energy community both Chicago, Illinois, and then even broader than, than Illinois to other states in the area. And I, I can't begin to stress enough how excited these people are that SPI is coming to their part of the country. They are fired up. They are ready to use SPI to mobilize some of the, the policy issues or the, the grassroots networks uh, to address some of the policy issues that they have in their states. So I think it's a, you know, a real great opportunity to hopefully bring attention to solar in, in some places that need it right now. So it is, it's great to have a community that's so excited uh, and really looking to step it up and really put in some work to help get the right people to SPI that can make a difference. So, so that's very exciting from an industry standpoint. Well, Chicago is great for a number of reasons. One, it's easy to get to from all over the world in terms of flights. But Ten hours away is for the Midwesterners is considered driving distance. So it's amazing. You know, there are a lot of solar companies actually that are within driving distance of Chicago. So, uh, you know, we're very excited about that. The other thing, more from a SIPA SIA uh, perspective, in terms of the event itself, um, you know, we've taken some baby steps here at PB America to begin to do our education a little differently. But we're going to be taking some pretty major steps in that direction at SPI in terms of we've been spending a lot of time recently with adult education experts and understanding the neurological science behind how adults learn. And so we're going to, people will be seeing some 
pretty exciting and radical changes in how we do uh, the sessions at SPI that it will make them far more engaging. Uh, people will truly be learning rather than having information dumped on them. Uh, and so that's something we're very excited about. You know, we think it's, SPI is already known for having great content relative to other shows, but this is really going to set the show apart from others. What was the genesis for creating to working on all of the neurological stuff? Uh, well, you know, we were taking a look at the, the evaluation results from past conference sessions, and they've been very good, but there was definitely room for improvement. So, you know, we went about beginning to talk to some um, ex education experts and ultimately ended up bringing in a consultant who is uh, the leading expert in the space. And so he's been working with, he and his company have been working with us for the past few months to help us redesign how we how we do it. You know, what, one example of was this morning, I don't know if you made it to any of the power sessions, but basically we, and, and we haven't ultimately, I think, made a decision on SPI, but it wouldn't surprise me if we went the same direction. We did away with the single grand general session where you're trying to get everybody in one room to hear one speaker or me and Roan and a speaker, and instead basically did a sort of pick your own, and, and we had three separate sessions with much more focused content so that people could choose which keynote was most applicable to their interests. And you know, doing it in that smaller environment allows people to actually engage with the speaker and interact and engage with one another, rather than just, again, having a speaker talk at you. It actually becomes very interactive. The, the speaker almost becomes more of a facilitator of a conversation, rather than someone who's trying to transfer information to you. Well, I really appreciate your time. You've given me lots of time and lots of given me and my listeners lots to think about. So I want to thank Ron Resch and Julia Hamm for sitting down with me here at PV America. Um, I'm Frank Andork. I'm the Editorial Director of Solar Power World. Until next time.